I, what, for money? How much money are you talking about here? <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> yeah. Well, them were the bold old days. Where'd those go, huh? Yeah, those were the bold old days. Everybody had their uh, predictos going. Everybody competing with their predictions of the dire future. Well, the dire future is here. And um, those who stayed uh, have fidelity with the truth. 
you know, um, have the favor of the Lord in terms of warning people. We have been, I think the most important thing that people were warned about and up on, and, 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 and yeah, this is about stupidity, this broadcast, so I mean, we'll get to that, but um, I suppose you should put in, you know, dumb people are, you know, they don't start off dumb, but when, when you're brainwashed, you get dumb. You, you become like a, a you know, mindless follower, right? We don't follow anyone here. Well, if Jesus, God, the Word, the Lord, truth, um, whatever you want to call it, and you know, it's it's a it's a, a way of life, really. Ultimately, and I'm you know, greetings if you got up at this hour. I'm up because uh, Trish hit the alarm when she uh, she reached for some water and the, the glass the bottle fell over and broke on the floor. So it was uh, all hands on deck. <laughs> and uh, so, but I, but I like this hour, you know, this is, I was born at 3.02 a.m. And so for me, that's the time of the most intelligent, that's like the, 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 uh, the time I'm most creative. And you know, I have to then take another nap. If I only got four or five hours sleep, I got to go another one or two hours, you know, to, to refresh. Anyway, uh, so we've had, a, you know, it's hard to, to say about, I mean, I, I see people are weary. I see someone, I put up a post about, you know, I, I made a meme about Larry Fink, you know, and then just a simple little thing, you know, no big deal, some, some words on a picture. But the re, one reaction I got was that um, I'm so tired of all this. I, I can't, I, I just, I just tune out. I just tired. Okay. So that's, what they want you to do, okay? But um, Larry Fink, it, you know, whether you like it or not, BlackRock was responsible, was, had a big hand in the, in the torching and murdering of, of Mauians and, and Lahaina. Not only that, he's got stuff burning down all over the world. He controls all the governments. He controls everything. You know, you've got Klaus Schwab. He's like, you know, the you know the leader kind of, you know, the leader guy. You've got Joe Biden, you know, a puppet president. But then Larry Fink is the real de facto president of the world because he has the most money that he controls. He has trillions when they have billions. So Larry Fink's involvement in Maui is, you know, it, it's just disgusting what a racist he is. What a what a evil racist! I mean, real prejudiced racist guy. Yes. You know, eugenicist, typical anti-God Jew. You know, typical, typical, so typical. You know, money, 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 rather than God. You know, compare him with like Vladimir Zelenko. Okay, and then now you say, how could they both be Jewish? It's like, well, you know, that, or compare that with Noah you know, Huval Harari, who is you know. Stupid. You know, he's a stupid idiot. You know, just read his book if you don't believe me, and the proof is in the book. You know, it's a tale told by an idiot. I mean, the guy's a total idiot. But people go around like he's a genius. And I'm, I'm like, you know, the biggest, you know, pinnacle of his book is like making him a half lion, half man. This is like his total goal. That's that. You know, making chimeras, anything but human. You know, his whole theme is this, anything but human. 
anything but God. Anything but, um, you know, and it probably comes from a lot of uh, guilt of being gay, you know, and then projecting that onto a lot of people that are gay become, you know, really violent because they, they have a guilt and shame and they resent that. And then they blame that on say, you know, the population, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be gay. It could just be perversions, you know, like, like Hitler liked to be defecated on. And then he was, you know what I mean? And then he projects that on the people that he's murdering. So they think nothing of murder. They're in a long line of tradition. Um, they, they think they're, you know, as the Bible says, they believe they're doing God, God's work, killing people when the planet could easily hold the billions that are here and more and, and sustain well, especially with the new techniques in farming. Less water, less, less um, you know, really regeneration of the soil, Focus on the soil, and a lot of the techniques that are coming out now would would yield much more crops, much more. Th- but you know, your asshole idiot, Bill Gates, who's a complete fool, the kind of guy you need to slap in the face. You don't listen to him. You don't talk to him if he talks to you. You know, you just you know. Tell, I mean, if if you can't handle it, just tell him to get away from you. I'm not interested in anything you have to say. Nothing from now on. Duct tape your mouth, jerk. So that's the proper attitude, my attitude, um, if, if you want to fight. You know, um, let's go through the points. Number one, you're done listening to them. And you're, you're done with their news media and their propaganda and, you know, all their, their so-called people. They prop up in front of the camera and put on the Internet, all that. You're done with it. You're done. Uh, but you're not going to retreat into the woods so they can just gun you down. They are aiming to kill you, and they have plans to kill you all very soon. And so you either die on your knees or die on your feet, you know, or maybe there's a victory. And I, I don't know, can you guys, are you guys sleeping well with uh, this hanging over your heads? Uh, then you must be a fool, if you think this is just fine, it's going to pass, and you're just going to have your little life, your little life doesn't matter. Your aspirations don't matter. God matters. That's it. If he has aspirations for you, now that matters. That's a different thing altogether. It's so funny, you know, uh, Crazy House, the, the documentary that is featuring me. <laughs> so weird, you know, but... Then again, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fit for it because I've, I've been drugged through the mud and everything else by the Internet for 20 years. And so I'm pretty tough, you know. But I would say this, that's won some, you know, awards and, you know, it's, it, it you know, seemed to, to get a couple of positive reviews at the uh, Fright Fest, which is a, kind of a big deal for foreign and, and sci-fi and stuff. And then it's won awards around the world. So there's a poster up with awards. And, and Larry, Larry is, you know, I'm just thinking, gosh, the enemies see that. They just kind of go nuts, you know. But then again, you know, that's God has us in the arena with the, uh, with the, the lambs that are in there with the wolves. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I, I think the, the real thing that's going on there with Crazed House, besides being a you know a great company, great talented people being involved, 
but the thing that's going on there is that is that it's uh it's not the world and i think that drives some people insane i mean totally you got to watch out and watch your six yeah watch your six so i'm already in warfare i'm already out there okay um and i can tell you this that at the end of the day i as much as i regret as much as i'm tempted to pull my punches and pull down my post and stop, you know, because what will my publisher in Italy, Luigi, think if, uh, you know, he sees me coming out against the, you know, the Larry Finks of the world and Maui and all that. I don't know what they're going to think. They're still like, go Ukraine down with Putin. I mean, that's, that's where lib- liberals are. And the reason I say dumb liberals in the hashtag is just because I've just never seen people as stupid as that. As, as you know, I mean, the, the top of the the heap is Klaus Schwab, right? And and Harari and those and Larry Fink. These are these are liberals. That you can call them woke now, but basically they start off as liberals. And you know they contested the 2016 election, you know, and they 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 did everything that Trump did. But you know that see they have all this power and money, you know. The liberals have the trillions. The Republicans have nothing. They're just there as the lapdog of the liberal. So I'm neither liberal nor conservative. I am issue by issue. But a lot of people think that um, I'm a bigot because I have friends that are... Listen, because I have friends that are diverse, I don't just have, like, white bread friends. You know what I mean? They're white, they're they're black, they're, they're Indian, they're, you know, all kinds of things. And we, we don't really even get into it. We just, like... You know, it's it's all about just being friends and, you know, I, I just being normal. You know what I mean? And the people who call you a bigot, it's like they only have white friends. Not, not, not to have a contest or a virtue signaling contest. I'm not trying to do that. But I'm just saying, isn't that weird? The biggest race baiters, the biggest race callers are themselves in groups of only their own race and not diverse at all. Yet they call for diversity. Well, what is it? Uh, 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 equity, diversity, and inclusion. And they offer not one of those things. They, they're the exact opposite. It's all about uh, entitlement, um, no diversity whatsoever. It's big time racist. So what they do because they're racist is they yell at, say, conservatives for being racist especially black conservatives, for being racist. And then they do that in order to hide their own racism. Because I've seen him. I mean, you should see in Hollywood, behind the scenes, you know, famous actor 101, you know, call, you know spouting the N-word, you know, saying wet back and all kinds of things, you know, just stuff you wouldn't say, you know, because you have too much self-respect. You just, you just your mind wouldn't even go there. But they're, they're completely hung up on it. And um, I don't know, you know, that I've, I ran into, you know, black racists in the hospital, uh, two women that they just, they, they were nurses that would not respond, you know, they were just trying to make an issue out of me, uh, being a white male, you know, and um, having certain capabilities psychically, which I'm sure drove them nuts, because when witches get onto that, they go, you can't possibly have that. Um, but anyway, so, so, but I did reach out. I actually grabbed one by the hand and I said, can't we, uh, I don't know, 
uh, let's just be friends. Well, what's wrong with that? But they weren't having it. It was all about, you know, (laughs) they weren't having it. But I did reach out. You know, I I do reach out. I do talk with my Mexican friends about racism all the time. You know, and, uh, you know, and I know that uh, a lot of them have, have felt, you know, excluded and hurt. But it wasn't me that was doing it. It was mainly in this part of the world, all there are are leftists. So they're the ones who are exercising racism, making the Hispanics feel left out. Because Hispanics, by and large, are big family. It's just like Maui. Maui's all family-oriented, you know. It's very similar. Very, very similar uh, culture. You know, it's just like the, like the Philippines, too. It's very family-oriented. I, I hate to be, be like, a, you know, generalizing here, but it's, it's really true. It's way different than, say, um, you know, white people. Who are not family? Who who basically have circular firing squads against their own because they've been given so much white guilt they just want to commit suicide or kill somebody else. You know they're damaged beyond beyond help now. You did a good job out there, Larry. Larry Fink, good job, buddy. And um, yeah, the ultimate racist, Larry Fink. That's what he is. He's the ultimate. The ultimate racist is anti-human. That's racism. You're anti-human race. And, and, you know, anti-carbon. What could be more disgusting than that? So that means they want to go digital. That means they want, they want to die and take you all with them. Because when they're digital, they're just a cartoon character. They don't exist. They're dead. It's like bring back AI. You bring back all these little actors, you know. And there they are in their youth. That, that's not real. It's like, you, you know, you get the, the superhero, you know, Yuval Harari, the superhero. You know, he, he, he downloads himself into another body, he thinks. He's not downloaded anywhere. He's gone. The only thing that makes you alive is your soul, period. And God made our souls to interact with biological vessels. And anything else, the soul will not, will not, will cease to live. It will not live in, the, in any other vessel. You, you know, now enter the human soulless ones. When people say, you know, they're not human, people that, you know, uh, torch the, the children. They kill the children as a sacrifice on 8-8. Understand that. 8-8 is the big, you know, it, that's their big, uh, Maui was just a big ritual. Do you see how I was correct, 100% correct on day one? Pretty much on 8-8, I had it. You know, remember, I, and I said, FEMA is coming in to cover up the evidence. Now you see them building the black wall around Lahaina. Did you see that? Can you believe that? How accurate are we? How accurate? And, you know, I can just go on and tell you everything they're going to do. But see, here's the frustration. I can tell you everything they're going to do, but it doesn't do any good if you're not going to do anything. Now, I don't know how to change the hearts of my... I don't know how to, to, you know, the, the vast population are listen to the news and they're in their own little bubble, you know, they're planning their vacation and they're, you know, some of them, some of the um, uh, liberals are, are wanting um, COVID again so they can be locked down and watch Netflix and they think that money just grows on trees. I don't know where they, you know, I don't know what happened to their brains. It must be like a virus or something took them out. You don't want to be really liberal or conservative. What you want to be is on the truth wherever it cuts, 
You don't want to be in some club called liberal or some club called conservative because you will eventually uh, fall for a lie in those situations. You want to follow God and not man. So thank God that's established. And you don't want, um, you know, these people that are blindly following orders. I mean, my goodness, can you imagine being like the mayor of of, of Lahaina, a Hawaiian, you know, an elder, a leader, and that he just torched his own people and he just like, like, you know, you can see his soul is just gutted, gone, you know? And he's standing like a deer in the headlights looking at the, the cameras and he's completely damaged. I mean, that man would be much better off if he just confessed. You know, at Josh Green, it, it looks like now a ghoul. He looks like a demon, actually. He's soulless. These people killed their own people. They murdered their own people. They murdered the people. First, they subjugate. You know the reason I didn't go back to Hawaii? is because it's wrong. And those people like Bill Gates and Fink and, you know, Zuckerberg and these people, you know, going around enslaving, you know, whole islands, those people were the slaves of Zuckerberg. They were the slaves of Gates. They work in the, you know, you know where FEMA's staying? They're staying in the Four Seasons at Wailea. And, you know, then you've got the, the false church, Calvary Chapel. And I told you they were completely fake. Now look at how they are backing up the government and backing up the murders. I knew it. It was dirty from the beginning. From day one, Calvary Chapel was a dirty organization filled with lies. And that's exactly what it is, just a cult. Just to make people feel better about being evil. You know, the, the preponderance of people that belong to Calvary Chapel, the, you know, a lot of them are law enforcement. A lot of them, oh, horrible. Oh, no, no, I'm, um, yeah, I have a, uh, I'm cutting in and out. I just saw that. Um, they've done something to my internet here. And I, right, I got cut out. And I'm now reconnected. I can't because it's not stable. Go ahead and try to find the feed again. Sorry, folks. Uh, Unfortunately, since yesterday, there's people here uh, doing work and they're hurting us, you know, and, and I know they don't mean to, but they are hurting our situation, you know, for Internet. And uh, so we have to have, fortunately, I've got uh, a guy coming today to help. I'm really sorry, you know, this is not fair, but it's, I wish they could just do work and leave me, I wish they could just leave me alone, you know, and, and, and not, inter, you know, just do their work and not interfere, but they, they, they just can't help themselves. They're, they're, they manhandle stuff, you know what I mean? They break things. So it's because they were in the garage doing something. I've got some, I've got an uplink in there to the satellite. Or they were on the roof or they did something somewhere. And today I got a guy who's going to trace it down and get me back on, on track. And, uh, you know, we're trying to get the, um, the bus, um, you know, you know, we restored, we restored a 2007 bus and we're restoring it. We're not done yet. 
And one thing we have is, you know, they left us with every TV as a password. Nobody knows what it is. You know what I mean? So we got a guy that's going to try to reconfigure that so we can, you know, you, I just want to use the screen to bounce, you know, stuff that I have on the internet, you know, to bounce it off the screen. If that's, if I want to do, if I want to do so, plus I'd like to take advantage of the Bose sound system that's in there. I guess they, they upgraded that in around 2019, but it's good. You know what I mean? It's good. It's, you know, subwoofer and, you know, a sound bar and then other speakers. It's pretty cool. It's it's kind of built in. And uh, it's, it's such that you can actually have, have the TV going while you're driving. I don't recommend that. But, you know, I like it like most vehicles. But I don't want to go too modern. iPads run the drapes and the lights and, the you know, the the, uh, the generator and stuff like that. So it's, 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 you know, it's really nice, but I don't want to go any further, right? You can get even more modern with iPhones. So it's got like an old uh, A-phone type of intercom for a, for a doorbell. And I think it's cute, old school, yeah. No, it's, a, it's a, you know, it stirs our imagination. It's very, very, um, uh, she is very, she, we call her the 9243, and she's uh, very um, demanding. You know, the wood in there is like, you know, inch, you know, hickory wood and you know, acacia wood and, you know, stuff like that. And heavy stuff, not like a motorhome with flimsy cardboard wood and things like that. So it's, it's but so fixing anything like that, um, you know, you, you need, it's actually finished carpentry. You know, it's 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 on that level. It's kind of like having a boat. It's kind of ridiculous, but um, I've been uh, traveling uh, that way and and living in the RV. I prefer that to hotels. So I've I've done that for the last uh, fifteen years. And um, you know, the thing about the bus is, you know, first of all, you should have a, a CDL to drive that bus because that is not like I mean that's that's where I draw the line. That takes a lot of skill. But once you do have that skill, you know, to back it up into its place, you know, go for it to not hit something, you know. But once you do have that skill, it's just the smoothest, like riding on air. It's like, you know, there's no sound inside. It's, you're in your own little bubble and all the air conditioners are going while you're driving, and, you know, keeping you, you know, keeping the temperature. Just It's like a controlled environment. But it's, it's um, you know, uh, probably in, in the future I will adjust the paint I'm going to put a crazed house logo on there because I intend to take it to wherever, you know, there's, if there's any kind of festival or convention or something, I want to take it there and have our, you know, have it as a billboard, you know, and, but anyway, no, I, I worked my way beginning at a, we started with a tent trailer. No, and it had its moment until there was a big storm that blew in and it just blew the whole thing apart, you know, and that was like, we almost froze to death and it was like, okay. Ray for something a little stronger. And then we got a, um, eventually we got an egg, you know, those leg shaped, you know, you can't fit any, we couldn't fit, you know, uh, back then Molly and, and Trish and I, we couldn't fit the three of us in there, but it was easy. It was cool, you know, but it was just not, uh, not, not for us. And I think people that like those are people that kind of graduate from tents and then they have that. And then they, you know, maybe they put up another tent near the, you know, they make kind of a campground out of it. Then we graduated from that to a 27 foot, 
or 25 foot. I forget the the brand actually. It was a, a Tracer, Tracer, which was a uh, uh, um, a brand that uh, was owned by Warren Buffett. It, it, it's a Brookshire Hathaway uh, uh, company, and that was pretty good. It actually had an entrance to the bedroom, an entrance to the main you know room. And one time, Francesca, me, and Trish were you know barreling across the desert in it, and uh, trying to find anywhere to pull over. And, you know, we, we, uh, we, we, we found that to be, we all three got along just fine in there. And it had an air conditioner and it had a little stove and, you know, a little, I did some podcasts in there actually. When I was really disturbed, I would just walk out there and in the cold and warm it up out there. And then I just <laughs> do a podcast trying to find some shelter from my own traumas. And then from there, we tried a gas you know, a gas motorhome, a, uh, a Class A gas, which was called a Fleetwood Fiesta, which they made kind of a smaller unit. It's interesting. I, I had one of these uh, way back in the 70s. I had a, a Fleetwood motorhome. And it was like a 24-foot, 25-foot, you know, little, you know. And that was pretty interesting, you know, but it was gas. So the gas motors on these motorhomes are up in the front. They're in the front so that they make noise. They're right there. You know, you're, you're basically putting your coffee on, on, on the hood of the motor. Uh, and then we went from there to trying a, a 32-foot breeze diesel, first-time diesel. And the diesel was like, wow, this is a whole different thing. And the motor was in the back, and there's quiet. And, and that was nice. It was all, all air ride, no, no uh, jacks. So you're on air, and then if and then when you're ready to park it, you you lower it all the way, just like like a lowrider, all the way to the ground. And people were just, you know, they were giving me shit about that, you know, like like because it was cool, you know, and uh, it was a little tiny thing, you know, called the breeze because it was tiny and you didn't really need to pull a car. Eventually, I did pull the jeep I had. And then from there, it went all the way to the uh, the, the Dutch Star, which was uh, uh, which was the the model that was uh, I think it was forty three sixty nine. I think was the name of it, which had his and her bath. You know, it had a it had a, um, a half bath up in the front that you could get to when you were driving, but it was it had like a big slide on one side and two slides on the other. It was pretty flimsy, but it was on a Freightliner chassis with a Cummins engine, a Cummins generator. And um, that was like the first time that, you know, the bus idea started coming in. And then we started noticing these Prevos. And I started looking at these buses, and I didn't, I don't, you know, I saw that Trump got a 1999 Prevo and wrapped it for the campaign. I'm like, wow, you know, these things... uh, have some longevity, you know, because he drove that, or he, they, the campaign, drove it all over the nation, you know, everywhere. And it was like, uh, you know, it was outfitted like a tour bus, you know, with with multiple seats for, you know, like band, band touring. But it was a 1999, well-maintained. And I was so impressed with that, and I started looking into it, and I saw that, yeah, they had, you know, that that that's a professional bus and there's like several systems on there there's three or four electrical systems there's you know, auto compressor systems to keep the air there's the whole air thing 
there's there's all kinds of uh, things you have to understand, or you're going to get your ass kicked. You know, pretty much if if you're ignorant about, you have to become somewhat of a mechanic, and because it's it's so sophisticated, and it's not comparable to a motorhome. So it's an insult to call you know when people call their motorhome a bus. That is not true. That is just an absolute lie. A bus is is built from the ground up. In this case, a 2007, which was exactly the, you know, that's got the aluminum siding and the chrome, you know, old school. It looks old school. So, no, but all that stuff has to be maintained, you know what I mean? And the people that had it did maintain it. And then eventually it was converted by a company called Outlaw, which is now Emerald in Stephenville, Texas. And uh, it looked like it was converted for an entertainer, a guy that had a driver, I can't, the only thing I know about it that, that, that where there was some evidence was when I took it into the Prevo, it's called PR, uh, uh, P-R-E-V-O-S-T, but it's, it's, it's French, so it's pr- pronounced Prevo. So when I took it into the Prevo Center, which is Volvo, actually, so if you want to know what it is, it's Volvo builds it. The Detroit 60 Series motor is a, is a Volvo. It's the best motor in the world. Anyway, bottom line, I took it into the Prevo place, and the, the lead tech guy there, a wonderful man uh, who was really helpful to us because we just were driving it. We just picked it up and, it's you know, things are wrong and we're, you know, we're getting stuck on the highway and, you know, turbo sensors are getting blown. And I'm like, what have I done? And I'm not feeling well. I'm, I'm sick at the same time and I'm needing, you know, medical assistance. And I'm, it was just an incredible downward spiral. But we got in there, the bright ray of hope. And he goes, hey, I remember this bus. He goes, I, 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 I drove, because he was a driver. See, a lot of these buses, the, the people that own them don't drive them. Understand that. They don't drive. Even, even, even people that camp, they get some guy to drive them to the camp, and then they camp in it, and then they, they get a ride back. So the entertainers, you know, usually a tour bus is like geared for a band. But an entertainer guy, you know, a guy, you know, a country singer, let's say, someone like that that you see on the road, they'll be pulling, they'll be pulling a trailer with their stuff in it, and uh, they'll be, you see them on the road, they'll be pulling a trailer, and and uh, you know, they're they're a little bit more low key. But there's two types. There's one that would be a um, outfitted for, you know, that you could you could sleep in it. You could, you know, it's a bus that you could you could live in. And, um, but, but a lot of them won't live in it. They'll just get the ride and, you know, they might go take a, a, you know, a nap in the bed. It has to all be accessible, even though this is a double slide. But, uh, so this guy who was, uh, at Prevo, he said, I remember this bus, you know, he said, I I drove Randy Travis around in this. He was trying to make his mind whether he was going to buy it or not. So that was way back. I mean, I don't know how many years ago that was, maybe 10 so I thought, well, maybe this bus was floating around the, the country music scene. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm trying to find out. But as I do find out, I, I know that that um, as I when I first got it, there was just black plumes of smoke. And I mean, if you're an environmentalist behind me, you're just going to want to beat my head in. Black plumes of smoke from the diesel because it had been sitting around for like three years since COVID, just sitting there. And these things don't do well. So I started working on that pouring tons of Lucas down the gas, trying to clean the gas up. I had a mechanic helping me try to clean the gas up and try to 
get a fresh start. And now it's it's beginning to to uh, that's beginning to subside, and it, it drives like it's insane how much power it has and all that. So, you know, um, I guess the difference between that and a motorhome would be these are meant to be driven, you know, more than just lived in, and then the motorhome's meant to be lived in. So the motorhome takes a short trip. And then people, you know, like a family, will just live there and camp and do that. Uh, the because I tried to live in mine that back in the seventies in this old Fleetwood, it was new at the time. But I mean, I tried. You know, once I got that that uh, that, that uh, Arctic blast came down. No matter what I tried to do with the heaters, I got I got frozen out, and I had to go to a, a motel, and everything got frozen. We had to thaw everything out. Everything got wrecked. You know, in one night, it was boom, gone. <laughs> it was just like so flimsy. And then, you know, where a bus is not flimsy, it's all built, like I say, from the ground up. Before it even gets converted, it's finished. And it had been driven as a, um, I think, as a, maybe a tour bus that got converted, something like that. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a real thing. I mean, if you go back to the, the bay doors of the engine, you know, it's all heavy, you know, steel and... You open one door and that opens the back bay doors and you can, you know, it's got a engine starter back there for mechanics to start the engine in the back. They don't have to go up and start it in the front. And then a thing that lowers the belt tension, they can change the belts. And, you know, it's all designed to be able to, to, to work on it, you know, to, to, to get at it. So it's, it's, um, you know, not for the faint of heart. I mean, I, <laughs> it almost did me in, but, um, but I started learning, you know, over time. And um, these things are, you know, it was good for me to have that learning curve because it had to, it kept me sharp, you know. And I, it, 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 you know, what do you expect when you're going to pick up a, a you know, vehicle? They had it spotless. I mean, it was like flawless uh, visually, inside and out. It was just, you know, per- per- perfect. But you know, there were there were issues when something sits. So. You know, now we're at the state, we're kind of in there while they're doing some work here in the house, so we're in there and uh, able to, um, you know, you know, function. And everything, it's not as convenient as, as a motorhome. I have to say this, that, you know, you have a little two-burner two area cooktop. You don't have a half bath. Instead, you have, you have access all the way back when the slides are in, you know what I mean? In the bathroom, there's one bathroom. You know, I, I just never saw the need for two. I never saw the need for these, pla- these little cardboard doors that they had that don't block anything. And, um, you, you know, I just, I, it's just a whole different thing. It's, 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 it's a whole different thing. And it's, um, you know, I guess it's, some kind of hobby. I really don't know. I don't know. I've been looking at these for years, and, and um, the problem was I, I could never get one because the, the interior was always messed up, and I know I'd have to take it to one of these companies like Liberty or Marathon, one of these converters, to upgrade it. And I thought, well, I just can't afford that, and then the upgrade it's not going to happen. So the key was to find something that you like, something that works, and then the interior works too. Because so, you're buying two things, you know, the conversion and, and the bus. So finally, I've been watching this, this one, the 9243. I've, I've been watching that for like a year. And then the guy just got frustrated and just slammed the price down. He just, he just was 
wanting to blow it out. So me, here I am, the sucker. I went ahead and took it because I figured, well, I, there's nothing. I, I, it's, it's good to go, you know. And um, indeed, when it's driving well, like right now, it's just, it's, uh, it's insane. It's not even comparable. You drive it with one finger, <laughs> you know. It's, it's not even comparable to uh, any motorhome. So calling a motorhome a bus is a no-no. I would call the Dutch Star a bus, but that was so wrong. And there's nothing wrong with a Dutch Star. There's nothing wrong with a motorhome. It, it's what you like to do. Do you like to drive? Well, maybe consider a bus. Or even some of those, like, sprinter vans that are converted. You know, at least that's a, a real thing. It starts off as a real thing. Um, the motorhome industry is interesting. It's, like, it's, it's kind of like the American dream. But here's the thing. People retire, then they go get these motorhomes. They have no business driving those. You may see them, you know, you, you know, with half the side, you know, you knocked out of it. You, you've got to learn how to, you can't just jump in a 45-foot bus and just start driving and expect that you're not going to hit the trees or hit back up and hit something or, you know, make a mistake. You, you're you're going to make mistakes. And you just don't want to make mistakes with other cars, with other drivers. So, you know, my advice is you take it slow. Young people are more suited but young people don't tend to to RV. They they want to go you know on the, to the hotel or do something like that. Maybe nowadays or a lot. There's exotic stuff with tents now. People like to go to, to the state the, the federal parks in in you know ca- carrying some exotic camp. You know having a little espresso outside their tent. You know there's all this you know being connected to the internet outside your tent. Having all this stuff with a tent, and uh, so I think that's that's very attractive to a young person. Um, but don't, never ever think that a bus for, for an individual, for a couple, never ever think that that's a smart thing to do. It is not. It is not. I mean, if, if what you want is comfort and no stress and all that, forget about it. That is not what's going to happen. Uh, what has to happen is, you know, you have to go to school and you have to learn and you have to admit that you don't know shit. There's been people driving these things, professional drivers, for years and years. They have their CDL license. They got their experience driving coast to coast. They drive Greyhounds. They drive, you know, park and ride. They drive, but they all have one thing in common. They're all trained. You know, they're trained in what to do in a breakdown as well. And so, um, you know, what I would do, and and I'm not the kind of guy that likes to regulate, but I would make it a requirement that if you're going to, if you're going to be in anything over, say, I don't know, 35 feet or something, you know, anything beyond that, I would say you'd have to get a, a license to do it. Maybe not a CDL because it's not commercial, but maybe you get some kind of qualified license that shows you can back it up, you can go forward, you can hitch it up, you can, you know, what to do if there's a breakdown, you you, you know, what are you going to, how to pull over on the side of the road when cars are just, you know, driving by you with like three inches to spare. And they're going like 90, you know? What do you do in a situation like that? And um, because there's a lot of situations like that, then what do you do with a, with a flat tire? Well, I'll tell you what you do. You, you've got to be a member of a tire thing so that you can make a call and, and a truck comes out with a tire, just like they do for the semis. You're as big as a semi, you know? What are you going to do? They're all trained. So they resent seeing motorhomes and, you know, private buses on the road because... 
they're professional and they need to make money and they need to get to where they're going. And if you're clogging up the situation, they get so mad, it's it, they just feel like they're going to shoot you. Okay, enough of that. Would you like a tea? Uh, okay, sounds good. Than a- yeah. Okay, so let's get back to what we're talking about. Anyway, I mean, so I'm going to drive this bus in the apocalypse. You know what I mean? To different places. If I could drive the bus to Maui and stay in there, you know, the romantic notion of staying on the beach. There's no beach. The 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 left wing, your liberal, took the entire coast, uh, west coast and east coast, and made it so you cannot stay there overnight, and anywhere. Now, what do you think of that? I mean, it used to be you could go to the beach, you could drive a, you know, camp on the beach, have a bonfire on the beach, you know, have the beach. We do not, we're not free. The beach is off limits to us. I took my dog, one of them, I think Molly, down to the beach in L.A., and I was not allowed to leave the boardwalk. And I had her on a leash. So the entire West Coast, there is no place where you can pull off and, uh, nice place and, you know, maybe go surfing and all that, that whole myth of surfing, that was maybe in the 60s. You could get a VW bus, right? That's what everybody had, a VW bus with your boards on top and you go to like uh, an exotic place and, you know, you camp out there and just, you know, ride waves. Those days are over. There are no surfing safaris, no such thing. And uh, unless you're very wealthy and you can just get a plane, you know, to... uh, some exotic place and, and you know, like, like all the pro surfers, whenever they see there's a swell, they all jump on a plane and just beeline it there. And, but that's not the average person. The average person cannot have a place on the beach. You can't just go to the beach and have a great time. Um, in Maui, and I'm, I'm leading up to it. I'm sorry. I'm taking some time, 45 minutes. You can give me that. Maui, you there there are you know family gatherings like on the beach leading to Lahaina after you get through the uh the tunnel there's there's beaches and there's families that get together and you know beaches that are accessible but it's more and more off limits as you know this kind of militaristic Larry Fink type person is the kind of guy that made it that outlawed the entire west coast from human they hate humans they don't want humans to be walking on the beach anywhere their precious beach. No, they can walk on it, not you. See, this problem has been festering a long time, and finally we're now going to have a fight. We're going to have a fight. We're going to be afforded a fight, even though we don't have trillions, we don't have billions, but we're going to have a fight, okay? And, and, I, and I, so those of you who need that fight, you're going to have your day. You know, there's going to be a day. Will you cut and run? Or are you going to stand up? I don't know what you're going to do. I guess nobody even knows until the battle is on. Right. You know, uh, people can talk tough and run away. People can be timid and and throw themselves into the battlefield. I I don't know. There won't be a battlefield, though. It'll be more like, you know, you got to use your, 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 you know, your bush, your mouth. You're going to have to get out there and confront them at a meeting. You know, you're going to have to, like, find a way in Maui, please. Shoot, I feel such a uh, affinity with Maui now, and I, I just feel like I can't let it go. I, I, you know, the Lord has me just, you know, and 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 I know people don't believe in a prophetic thing, but I've been called into the prophetic uh, office here, 
And it's it's not like predicto, you know what I mean? It's like it's leading me somewhere. And the Lord's leading me somewhere. He's leading me into Maui for for one thing. Because I'm familiar with it, because I I guess because my heart is right, because I quit going there, because I saw how awful my I saw how terrible my being a tourist was. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I saw how I was convicted, I felt ashamed. So I didn't go back. So I adopted now before you call me a right winger, listen to this. So I adopted this whole thing of that Maui should be for Mauians. And, you know, all those hotels, everything should be just confiscated, but not by communists, by the people. And they should run it like, like Indian casinos or something. I mean, it should just be uh, secede from the United States of America. It should have never been a state. The military, it, the biggest thing on Maui are directed energy weapons. And I might add Oahu too. Oahu has a lot of these things mounted on ships in Pearl Harbor. Oh, you didn't know about that. Well, all it takes is a drive up to Haleakala Crater and take a look at some of the military installations up there. You know, it's like, oh, we got to be ready for nuclear war. Yeah. Well, the, the Maui was torched with, with, by the, the U.S. military, torched it. It had to be known all the way up the command chain to the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the President of the United States as well. Because Larry Fink and the other billionaires you know, you know, and all the people involved you know, try to get this land of Lahaina for their, they want that to be their jewel of the new world order. And they tried to get this thing for a year, but the people wouldn't sell. The people were, that was their home. And Lahaina was kind of shanty town, you know, compared to all the modern hotels and everything. You know what I mean? Older, power lines up above, you know, not modern at all. And they wanted to modernize it. And um, so they got, you know, Remember that, and this is something that you all have to adjust to. The 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 billionaires, the trillionaires, the, the the have the power. They tell the governments around the world what to do. They tell Australia what to do. They tell New Zealand. The people don't, and the government doesn't make up their own mind on what they want to do. The government does nothing. Okay, they take orders from the Larry Finks of the world, from from even Oprah, from from uh, Zuckerberg. They take or they have them in for a hearing, but they don't. They don't ever regulate them. They don't do anything. They have Pinchai in there, it because Pinchai tells them what to do. You know, you know, on the phone, out of you know, not on on the air, but they tell them what to do and they do it. There is no going through Congress and trying to get this vote, that vote. There is nothing like that. They manipulate elections. They manipulate Biden into living in his basement and getting you know, uh, uh, eighty million votes. Okay, and that's 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 your billionaire. That's your Larry Fink. That's your Zuckerberg. That's Pinchai. That's Larry Ellison. That's all those guys. That's Silicon Valley. Okay, because their ideology, though, shows they may be smart with computers, but they're dumb as shit. Because now they've signed on to anti-carbon, which means suicide. I promise you, any of them trying to trying to make the body an accessory that they can just switch out at will is dead before that day happens. In other words, they, they may do it. There may be someone that looks like them, talks like them, has the memories they have. It won't be them, though. They're dead. Now, energy is transformed 
uh, matter is transformed. When you come in here and you go out of here, there is no death. So it's, it's like all that energy of souls and people and all that. Very delicate science. There is a reason that God put us in biological uh, you know, creatures. And um, you know, there's a reason that iron, in the Bible, it talks about... Help you reading your Bibles because everything you need to know is in there. But iron cannot be mixed with clay. In other words, silicone and hardware cannot be mixed with God's clay, God being the potter, only biology. And that's why your ETs, which were probably human at one time, is a breakaway, I think. You know, when God says replenish the earth, what does that mean? I mean, that's just like, that's, that's like a whole book should be written about that. But unfortunately, people don't. They, oh, the earth is 2,000 years old. Well, this version may be a, a, not that old, but there are other versions that you can find evidence of before this. But then there is no such thing as before or after. So here we go. You need this configuration. You need Kronos. You need Satan, right? You need good and evil. You need all these opposites. You need, you need opposites to provide this energy that makes this thing work. And the only thing that really works is, is that, that's really, that really works are cycles using entropy for things going out, things, things being born and things going out. But it's a cycle that comes out. It, it never dies. It just keeps cycling. So, you know, people, they can, you know, recycle people too. It, everything keeps cycling. Everything keeps cycling. And, um, you know, that's why, you know, death is, they're, they're terrified of death. Even though they're bringing death, like they think they're, they're bringing, the, you know, the, the, uh, they believe in the Bible. They, they believe that there is a Yahweh, but they don't believe he's really God. You know what I mean? They believe he's a, he, they can contend with him. They can fight him. So, that's another mistake, based on ignorance and really abject stupidity. But stupidity is really comes from being blinded to the truth equals stupidity. So Noah Yuval Harari is stupid because he's blinded to the truth, and he says dumb things in his book. I mean, it's really dumb. I mean, I, I, stuff I wouldn't. If you want to prove to somebody you're smarter, even a contender in a debate, like say with me, you would have to do a lot better than he done. And with you, with anybody, with anybody that's got the Holy Spirit and talks truth is going to be way more intelligent than uh, somebody that's just empty and dumb. Intelligence is being filled with the Holy Spirit. Then you know all things. Then you have all powers. Then you have everything. Then within you is the entire kingdom of God. You know, you, you are basking in it. You are the very definition of intelligence in that state. You may not be able to call it to mind and speak it, but it's you. You are the intelligence that they lack. And by sacrificing you, eating you, they try to eat, I mean, how dumb, right? Cannibal, really stupid. But they do all this stuff, not because of the great nutrients they can get by drinking your blood. They do this because they feel they can get something that died in them back. And they can't, so they remain stupid, and they get stupider, and then eventually they get, you know, like what they're going to do to Biden, and just shove him out the door. You'll never hear from him again. 
But Biden was, make no mistake, Biden was a puppet. He makes no decisions. He does nothing. They, they trot him around and people go, uh-huh. And, and uh, you know, these people that I used to respect, I mean, I have no more childhood heroes, you know, actors or astronauts, or, you know, people who have done great things, athletes. They're all gone for me. They've all proven to be, you know, like Shaquille O'Neal, right? You know, with his big Masonic ring. I just, you know, gone. Sorry, not my hero, buddy. You were. You used to like go to basketball and the Lakers and all that. But, you know, see? See what happens? See what happens. We wake up and we understand that uh, to get those positions, they had to... uh you know, basically lose that thing that makes them human. And then they end up voting for these policies that kill humans in the name of climate change. Climate change is a confabulation of Larry Fink, and it's got nothing to do with reality. There is no climate change. That, oh, well, there's man-made climate change that they change with their advanced technology. You heard of the NRAD and the... Uh, have you heard of all the technologies? You realize they can, the, the whole heat wave that we had was completely artificial. The lack of rain is artificial. It's all designed to move you off the land, to get you in these 15-minute cities, and to, to beat you down and also shame you for having been born. You need to be shamed for existing. Now, to me, it's a call to arms. If you don't fight, you have to fight. I mean, unless you just want to... And can you, could you live with yourself? Because, you, you know, once you're dead, you're, you're, all these memories and all these you know, tendencies and all that, whatever is you, it goes with you. You're going to have to deal with that shame and that guilt of being a coward. You know, and, and when I think about them, um, you know, that their entire life, every policy they have is based on their own cowardice that they project onto you. Right? They're afraid you're going to get on to them. They're afraid you're going to get... Yeah, so they, they get more and more bold, and finally what they want to do is kill the entire human race. And that's basically all they wanted to do. There is no new world order, as I always told you. They don't plan on a new world order. They plan on death. Why death? Because they know they're weak. They know they're afraid. And they listen to uh, entities that tell them what to do, that tell them they're going to be taken care of if they just torch the rest of humanity. If you just torch the children in Lahaina, then, you know, then, Larry Fink, you're going to go right up the ladder, even more power than, what is he, 50 trillion? Even more power for Larry. Uh, You know, when people say Adolf Hitler or Pol Pot or, you, you know, Stalin... That's nothing compared to Larry Fink. That's nothing. It's like he could say, hold my beer all day long. This guy is, is going to be singular. He's already on paper singularly responsible for billions dying that are, that are in the works now with the new plague he's launching. Yes, they're going to launch plagues that are real. They're going to call it COVID. And they're going to lock your ass down. But this time... Are you going to be able to go to Walmart and that? Hell no. That's it. You're done. You're going to sit there just like the people in Lahaina and wait till they torture you because that's what they're going to do. I know these people. You know, my grandfather was like that. As he got more powerful, 
he had a kill them all attitude. If they don't, if they don't go along with the program, kill them. Just like Noah Harari, just like just like Larry Fink. We have to. Larry Fink said we have to force, uh, you know, culture and behavior of wokeism or whatever. We have to force it by punishing corporations that don't comply. What does it mean for you and your family is, look, just do it for your children, okay? Just do it for your children. You, you could be do something as easy as, you know, um, no, I don't take the jab. It's, it's poison. Well, then you're not allowed in here. Well, I'm going to be in here anyway. I need, I'm going to buy something. Well, we're going to call the police. Okay, fine. Call the police. I'm going in anyway. Get out of my way. You know, that would be, you know, active heroism. You know, there's just a little thing like that could go a long way, especially if you get on the news. You know, because, the, see, the whole reason for that is because they want to kill you. If, if that wasn't in the equation, it was just something you could vote away at the city council meeting or the next uh, legislature, fine. But it's, you know what it is. And I can't believe, I've just... Horrified that, of course, college graduates go along with Biden and they think he's smart. And I can't, I, I don't know what to do with that. These are people that have PhDs. These are people that have written books. These are people that have, you know, poor Stephen King. Look what happened to him. What a horrible thing happened to him. He, he lost his gift. He lost his wit. Now he just has Trump derangement syndrome. And that's all he does. It's scary. <clears throat> But all these guys, you know, I saw, I saw Robert Plant singing in front of a blues band, and I, I could not believe how old he looked. And I asked the Lord, and, and you'll like this, and I inquired of the Lord, because I, it's up to me to do say, I've got to do this work, because nobody else will. Nobody else will. I have to go to the Lord and say, you know, Robert Plant, I mean, it looks like he's got a lot of road wear on him, man. I mean, it looks, he looks, it, it, it hurts, you know. And there's a childhood hero, right? Another fallen childhood hero. And the Lord told me he's got him. And I was so happy. He's got him. And I thought, oh, wonderful. Thank God that Robert Plant, at some point, privately, I guess, repented. You know? So what did I do? I, I didn't inquire anymore. I just saw him on this video, and I, I thought, wow, he's going to die soon. He's, he, he, you, know, is, you know, and I thought, oh, man, you know, they sold their souls for rock and roll, you know? And the Lord told me, you know, he's, he's, he's got him in a firmly in grip, and, 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 and Robert is fully in agreement, but he's just not something he... You know, he's scared to say things because he doesn't want to be ostracized from, you know, all, all that he holds dear. And, you know, the idea of him being there in the midst of that. I mean, even that, that whole jazz band he was playing in front of, they were all, they're all lambs, you know. <laughs> you know, when he was playing with um, all, you know, some of the collaborations he's had, you know, they, they you, you could tell that he was, uh, you know, some of the interviews he's had too, you know. I used to be um, such a fan because, it, you know, no one had ever heard, you know, I was so, I, I just loved uh, John Bonham so much in drums. He really inspired me and uh, the music really inspired me. 
So it was like, you know, it was like 1970. They came after that wave of uh, music of the late 60s, like 67 with Jimi Hendrix. 68, you know, Bob Dylan, right? Crosby, Stills, and Nash, 68, 69. And then, and then came Led Zeppelin and just blew everybody away. And it was quite something. He was like this rock god, you know. And, and women went completely insane trying to get at them in, the, in their escapades in the Hyatt Hotel in Sunset. And, you know, they did the whole thing, you know, the, you know, the, the wild, the drugs, the orgies, the, you know, throwing shit around, breaking, you know, destroying hotel rooms, all the stuff that, you know, we might laugh about. But it's not really that funny. Because, you know, while, while they're being kind of babyish, you know, and like, you know, nihilist, nihilism is, is like babyhood. It's like a petulant child demanding what they want. And if they don't get it, they want to die. And I can't tell you how many teenagers are like that. <laughs> it's just exactly like that now. They're very, they don't have a parental upbringing. So now they're just really feel like they're in power and they can just demand stuff. And then, you know, what they demand makes them unhappy. So, you know, because it's short-sighted. And I always thought that lyrics, I mean, as Led Zeppelin progressed, and then um, I understood there was a death, and, you know, one of the daughters of Plant died, and there were some, some troubles, and then the drummer died. And so it was just, you know, it was just a, a flash in the pan, you know, a couple years of brilliance, and then... um you know, lyrics that were praising Satanism and things like that. And it was like, well, that's obviously the enemy of God, you know. But then, you know, it would be great if he repented publicly, but he he can't withstand it. He the, 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 all, the fans, it's probably the only thing keeping him up on his feet. But then if that's true, what I think I'm prophesying about him, then he needs prayer. Because you have to stand up on your own two feet and, and proclaim the truth. It's called baptism. That's a baptism. We have to all be baptized. We have to, that what that means is it's a public confession of faith, but it's a public confession of the truth of what's in your heart. I belong to Jesus. Jesus, it's, it's very unpopular in, the, the, say, the movie world, the arts. Like, you know, pariah, you hate gays, or whatever they say, whatever flimsy excuse. When it's really just not being equally yoked, they don't really, really want to be seen with you because they don't want that any of those cooties to get on them. But then I think, what I think about then is I think, well, you know, but if I didn't, because I've always had Jesus. I remember when I was... Uh, in the hospital, and they give me LSD, and you know, I was it, it was going bad, and I didn't realize that was what was happening. And I called on Jesus, and He appeared at the doorway, and I was instantly healed from the trip. In other words, it was like should have gone twelve more hours, boom, gone, and I was completely lucid, completely normal. The people that were doing this to me, they flipped out and had to be taken to ICU. See, it was a contest there. You know, they couldn't believe something like that could happen, that someone could be rescued. Now, I should have been on my face giving Jesus everything right then and there. He appeared like in white. It was just, you know, like 
more like like light, like light at the doorway, but you can see a figure there. And that certainly set them on their ear. When I survived the coma, it was God, and everyone around me knew it was God because I should have been dead 15 times over. When I survived just recently, it was God, and it was your prayers and, and people's prayers. So I can't just go out there and say, I don't know Jesus. Because I've got to dance with the one who brung me, or that just makes me a complete idiot, an asshole, a, a, a traitor. And then it's going to be very unpopular. I'm going to lose, you know, they're going to, they're going to unfairly judge me, and they're going to persecute me for no good reason. And, of course, I'll point that out, but, I mean, you know, I can't, I am forbidden to be upset about it. I have to rejoice. It shows I'm a lamb. It shows who brung me, that I'm dancing with the one who brung me. It shows fidelity with truth and with God. So I have got no choice, but I, you know, um, I am not hanging out with, say, official Christians because many of them have shown that they're fakes, that they say it in word, but they don't really mean it. And I can tell by the way they treat me, just like Jesus when he uh, was talking to the Pharisees when they were doubting him, and, and he said, your father is the devil, because if, you, if, if your father was God, then you'd recognize me and, and he who sent me. But since you don't, your father is of the devil, and, and everything you say is a lie. And then they say, you know, you're not yet 50 years old. I mean, and you think you know more than Abraham? They go, before Abraham, he says, before Abraham was, I am. And that got them really, they, they couldn't even, under, you know what? The Pharisees can't even understand that statement because all they know is they hear it now. They don't know, they don't know the idea of, of uh, you know, of uh, things that are in and out of time. Even scientists, they can't figure it out. Everything they do is based on time and entropy. And it's like, well, how can you ever do an experiment if it's based on unreality, you can't. So therefore, everything's flawed. Every, all the drugs have side effects because your science is flawed. You are flawed. You don't know who you are. You don't know where you come from. You don't know what this is all about. So why should I trust you for anything? And then they'll say, oh, here's a troublemaker. I'm saying, no, not a troublemaker. I am breathing. I am emoting. I exist and I deserve to exist because God wanted me to exist and has saved me several times when ignorant, dumb, fucking idiot people decided they wanted a world without carbon or without uh, you know, people from, from, from God's side of things. They you know, don't mind preachers as long as they're compromised. They don't mind people as long as they're compromised, as long as they pay their due to the devil, meaning they're not saved, they're not with Christ, and they just give it lip service every week. And they like feeling exonerated, which they're not. Just wait till the day of their death. They're not going to be sure going into it who they are or what they are or where they're going. They're going to be going into death completely terrified. And they should be because they're going to be as if they never were in the first place.
It's like being erased from time and space completely. And that's, that's something that no science can do. Only God can do that. Just like somebody that is born again because now you're Christ. God sees you as Christ, not as who you were. So now you are just kingdom, eternal. You know, you are, in a sense, God in that sense. When there's perfect fidelity, you're just like an extension of God's will in a body. But spiritually, you just return to the Lord. You're just, you know, you're there. A lot of people have trouble with that because they want to be personalities and bodies that are restored. And I understand that. And, and you know, the Lord's going to allow that. They need to have body. But then after that, you take your crown, your body, and you throw it into the ring, right? You throw it because you don't need the crown, which is your body, your ego. You don't need it. Boom. Now you're just kingdom. You may not, you may have a name, you may not. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. You made it. And the amount of people that make it, very few. You know, and so there's all this churchianity stuff about saving everybody. But saving them to what? Most people just want the here and now. They want what they can see, touch, and feel. Their psychic energy when they link up with a hive mind because they don't want to be gang stalked. You know what I mean? So that the majority of people are, are locked in the hive mind. They're slaves. That's like, you know, five billion people out of seven. Why? Because even in primitive uh, cultures, they have initiation rites into uh, bondage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's all about the fallen angels feeling like they they were the ones that uh, gave birth to man. They tried to take over that role. And they want you to be initiated. They want you to be, you know, under the thumb of, you know, witchcraft and uh, cult and hive mind and, you know, to be one of the tribe, you know, they, they frown on anyone that's an individual that would be uh, not acceptable. And even if it's no fault of your own, it wasn't an act of will, you're just made the way you're made. If you don't fit in, all they want to do is kill you. And these are not people God wants to, to hear from. And so now on a bigger scale, okay, stay with me here, on a bigger scale then, you have your Larry Fink and your Maui situation, your Oprah's and your, you know, you have, you can see how it can scale up to the very top of you don't fit in. You're not part of society. So you need to be eliminated. Right. And that goes on to the last man. In other words, they kill every single human being there is because nobody really ultimately fits in. So they start with a gross, you know, like, well, the Muslims don't fit in, or the Jews don't fit in, or the Christians don't fit in, or somebody, or the, the people that are not conformed to society don't fit in. Never mind the person, the, the people that are in, uh, you know, handicapped and things like that. They, they're not conformed either. But, you know, they, they make a kind of exception, but they institutionalize a lot of these people, you know? So... Um, meaning they separate them from society, but they have a place to put them. So the kings of society are pure shit. 
in this world. There are people that shouldn't even run a, uh, you know, Larry Fink should not be allowed to run a lemonade stand because he'd probably poison it with something. That's what you're dealing with. And if, you know, children die, I mean, not a peep out of him. Oprah could care less. She's walking around with these uh, Dollar General pillows and handing them out uh, to people that just lost everything and lost loved ones. And, and it's like, get the fuck out of Lahaina, bitch. Get off the island. And, you know, Jason Momoa becoming the spokesperson, he, he'll allow the Oprahs and the, and, the, and the rock stars and the actors and all the people that think Maui's cool. There's a whole bunch of second-tier people, too, who are not quite as famous or rich, but they're, they're up there. They got a quarter billion, you know, they're up there. Uh, and, and they're all aligned. It's like, you know, Jason Momoa is not telling them to get off the island. He's telling your average, your fool, you know, your average idiot tourist to get off the island. Because he's compromised. You know, what's he going to do? Go against his, the people that made his career? He can't go against... He can't say anything about Larry Fink. He can't say anything about Oprah. He can't say anything about... He can't say anything about anyone. He is muzzled. So he picks on, you know, tourists that might fly in and give Mauians money. And they should stay out. But the billionaires and trillionaires who don't give Mauians anything, they need to stay in... They need to have uh, new laws. Meanwhile, FEMA is staying at the, uh, at the Four Seasons. You, you know, and, and, and I think someone's saying that's $1,000 a night. It's not. It's seventeen fifty a night for a lousy room. It's about three grand a night for something, you know, semi, for a, like a junior suite. And for a, a, a suite, it's, it's uh, 10000 a night minimum. Minimum. Bill Gates. And then all that stuff. And then, you know, you've got all the, you know, your rock stars and they're over there, you know, beach, beach heads and they're partying and all this stuff. And, you know, this whole culture, this whole sick American culture, just, just, what's that? Is destroying. Look, it wouldn't be so bad if the people weren't treated like shit for I, I can't even tell you how long they were treated that way. You know, subject, you know, to being the, you know, the, the maids and the gardeners and the whatever, I, you know, it, it's, it, it's just, it's so, I can't do it. Can't do it. But the only remedy is for America to get out of Maui and out of the Hawaiian islands and the military, the evil U S military, who is, you know, basically the murdering immoral, uh, perverted U.S. military that would torch children with de- direct energy weapons. Uh, you people need to be hanged in the, in the in the square. That's where you need to be hanged. Right downtown in Maui, right in the center of Lahaina. Before you start building your new world order and your 15 minute city, you stupid fucking perverted idiots, you dumbasses, you need to be hanged. And Larry Fink. If you don't stop him, he's going to kill you all. That simple. He can get on the phone and he can start a war. He tells Biden what to do. He tells Biden, you know, you know, when to pee. <laughs> Understand? Never ever think that the that the government represents you. They never have, they never will.
The government represents the money, the billionaires, the trillionaires, the ones with the power. Uh, they dictate to the government. That's why we have a coordination with COVID. All the nations at once are going into mass and lockdowns right now because Larry Fink made a phone call. Why did they do it now? Because Bill Gates promised he was going to do it now. He said, they're not going to forget this one. It's going to be very severe. And it'll kill you. And I just want to echo the words of Stella Emanuel, Dr. Emanuel. Um, you know, and I'm sure if Dr. Zelenko was around, he'd say the same thing. Get prepared now. Get your ivermectin. Get your uh, hydroxychloroquine. Get your um, steroids, the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the, uh, for your lungs. Get your um, uh, azithromycin. Get your zinc. I take, I've got to tell you, it's a little thing for me. This is just my mileage here. Yours may vary. I take the Dr. Zelenko Z-Flu gummy just without the flu, just normally. And, and, you know, I also have the Z-Stack, which is a pill, but it's a gummy. And I knocked out um, this cold going around. This cold, I think, that Alex Jones has. Some other people have, right? I, I knocked that out. It was like a, a sore throat on the side of my throat. And it always goes down to my lungs. I always have problems with the lungs, with breathing. So this time, <laughs> Ben wants to join you in the conversation. Ben, come over here. Get over here. Get over here. Come on. Don't just sit on your chair and, and yeah, come here. Oh, yeah, the good boy. There you go. You just wound up. He's, you know, just out of puppyhood now, and he, he's he's now big enough. He's big and strong. Yes, you're sweet. You're my friend. You're my doctor. He's my doctor. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he uh, he's big and strong now. And, and and really strong. He's stronger than uh, the shepherd we had. He's strong. He doesn't seem like it, but he's really, really could pull you right over. So he's out policing the coyotes now like Molly used to do and like uh, Dasha. And he's out there, you know, bird-dogging them. You know what I mean? Because they try to get in there and take, they try to eat the apples. And then so he's out there chasing them off. And he's done a, you know, and, and he's fierce. I mean, he's he's like, you know, He's the strongest dog we've had, but he doesn't look, I mean, he just looks like a, a normal dog, but he's, you know, he's half pit bull, half greyhound, you know what I mean? He's got those muscles. And, uh, you know, I, I, I again, like, um, you got to be really careful with him. Like if you're going up in the bus and then you're going down those steps, if he pulls you down those steps, you're dead. So, you know, he's, uh, he is that way. But anyway, back to this Larry Fink thing. Um, you know, the more I, this is the same thing that I, that when I went to the Maui Writers Conference, it was the same elitist, East Coast, liberal thing. And, and I say, when I say liberal, I mean racist. I mean pejorative. I mean classist, right? The people that are, are, make a big deal out of class and status and want to keep you out. That's what I mean. These people, that's what they do. I, we, you don't do that. I don't do that. We don't do that. But so they projected on to say Trump supporters, somebody else, when they don't do anything like that. It's these people that are the ones keeping you out, keeping it locked up for themselves, taking over the State Department, taking over various governments, and employing Antifa. Antifa is basically a wing of the government. 
It's not a thing of the people. Never has been, never will be. They're not going to go to, Antifa's not going to burn down, you know, and commit arson and crimes and eco-terrorism unless they get paid. They all get paid, folks. And we're watching them, you know, basically attack. And it's basically when Antifa attacks, the U.S. government attacks. There's no difference between them. I tried to explain this to people that went woke and they go on and they just, they're so brainwashed by the communist ideology that they can't, they, they so think they're going to be on the winning side once they overthrow the evil racist white people. You know, they think that's going to do it. And they're all white. I mean, I, I, it's just, please, Lord, help me to, help me to be patient. Help me, Lord, to, 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 to not ruin my life because they're so stupid. Please. Um, I just got this word. Being stupid. Shh. Now, you know to be quiet. I wish you could see this here. I know. We have like a psychic link. He doesn't like tension in the house. He doesn't like it when we're arguing or yelling or anything. Anyway. So the decision remains you know, for us all to make, which is, you know, do we fight them? Do we fight them? I think Trisha's going to feed, feed Ben so he calms down. Is, is, uh, are we going to, are we going to, you know, they're very good at resisting, but again, they get paid to resist, to resist Trump or populism or individual rights or Second Amendment or free speech. They're against all that. So that means Antifa's totalitarian and fascist. So they call everyone else fascist. Saul Alinsky on steroids. Please, understand, they're employees of the government. The U.S. government torched Maui. The U.S. military, your proud Navy, your proud Air Force, torched it. There are more of these weapons on the, in the Hawaiian Islands than anywhere else on Earth. They wouldn't sell Larry got nervous. They torched it. And nobody seems to care. They, see, that's how we know Larry Fink is a racist. He doesn't even bring it up. Or Oprah's a complete racist. You know, she looks down on the people of Maui. She looks down on Islanders. She, they're inferior to her. It's not even really racist. It's more class issue. You know, she's like Marie Antoinette looking down on the little people. Let them eat. Here's a pillow. You know, I haven't heard a peep from Steven Tyler or Sammy Hagar. You know, I mean, you guys, you're going to go down in that Coward's Hall of Fame if you don't, you don't, you, and Alice Cooper too. You guys, and, and for that matter, Rob Zombie and all the rest of you guys that, that pose as tough guys, but supposedly you're Christians. Or supposedly, when I say Christ, you're, you're, you're Jesus freaks. Because, see, Alice Cooper couldn't go on tour with, you know, with his Halloween tour unless there was you know, some equal yoking there. There has to be equally yoked. Or otherwise, they would just burn up. They'd be fighting. They'd be killing each other. I think Ozzy's in the same thing. I think all the rock stars eventually repent. Because they know. They've seen the dark side and they don't want any part of it. But then... They're too afraid 
to let people know because they don't want to lose their fans. And that makes God mad. I mean, what does it matter now whether you have fans or not? You see Robert Plant, he just, you know, there's just, he can't even hit, you know, a high note anymore. He gets, it's pathetic. So, you know, it's over. So just, the fans need guidance too, you know. The fans need leadership. The fans have become, is it, I will pose this other question. All your fans, like all the fans I see of, of the young metal bands that are out right now, you know, sort of a cross between metal and pop. It's weird, you know, what's going on. But, it, you know, there it is. It's, it's all kind of blending, you know. But the fans that are, you know, crowded into these places, there's so many. And they start with the whole mosh pit thing, and they think they're being rebellious. When all the, What they look like to me is a cattle drive, Right? When these dumb rock stars get on stage and they start getting people into this mosh pit thing and this running in circles and, you know, so crowded you can't even see straight. You can't hear the music unless you're on your feet. And, you know, you got to be on drugs to withstand uh, the heat, you know. So the bottom line in the whole thing is, is it looks like a lot of work, but w- what's going on there? And basically the, the crowd's being, you know, the, the, the propaganda. And then they get up and say... Trans rights are human rights, you know, and all the people, yeah, and then they start running in circles and wanting to break things, when in actuality, they're owned by the government. That's exactly the reaction, because what's the government pushing? The U.S. military is pushing, uh, was pushing the trans fad, which was crazy, and then now, uh, you, you know, like it's the only thing in town, like that's the only preference that's really virtuous. And and now they're they're quiet because they see there's a backlash because not everybody is trans, not everybody wants to take their you know innocent children and force them into trans like Charlize Theron, which is another obviously human hating person, you know death loving human hating person. What person would override a child's destiny? Hopefully she won't mutilate their genitals. I mean, I, I hope they, you know, and hopefully they won't commit suicide, but that's where they're headed. And it's her fault. But what does she do? Solinsky, she blames it on Trump. She blames it on conservatives or white people. She's ready to fight anyone that criticizes her legitimately because they're all like that. And that makes them all stupid. They don't learn. I had a talk with a friend of mine. I said, you know, they, they never learn. Why don't they ever learn? It's about humanity, not about left or right. It's not about Republicans or Democrats, not about white versus black. It's all about humanity and the survival thereof. Why can't they see that? Because the reason that they prospered is because they, they, they got rid of their brain. They did what they were told. Funny, you have a band rage against the machine saying, fuck no, I won't do what you told me when they're doing what they told them. <laughs> you know, it's like, you can't make this shit up. It's just so bad. It's, it's, it, you know, and, then, and then they say, well, we don't want evil. And then we have, you know, like Travis and other rappers, you know, where they're like, um, you know, they're, they're um, you know, where people are dying at the concerts and not a peep out of the media. So the media needs to be arrested and hanged. I'm sorry. They're, they're murderers. They're at least accomplices, at least for manslaughter. 
And, um, you know, they're not going to listen. You're never going to be able to make an argument. They're always going to say they're innocent. As long as they have someone else to blame, they, they, they feel they're doing God's will, God's work, and that everybody else needs to be forced into compliance to do the right thing, but they're doing the wrong thing. There's nothing wrong with family, and if someone is trans, there's nothing wrong with Eddie. They shouldn't be picked on. There's nothing wrong with gay. They shouldn't be picked on. There's nothing wrong with, um, you know, when I say nothing wrong, well, you know, obviously in the Bible there is, but, I mean, people don't have to believe the Bible. I, You know, I've sinned by one of the things I've done is beat myself up with lies that other people have told me. And then I adapted them to myself and projected them onto myself. That's a pretty dumb thing to do. That probably cost me 20 years. 20 years of uh, lack of productivity because of, 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 of being so down on myself because of other people having their way with me and me not being strong enough to fight them off. Killed my daughter. So I wouldn't recommend um, you know my daughter following the politically correct, because then, well, then she would have died at 10. Not everybody fits in their cookie-cutter mold unless you go digital. Then we can all have, you know, avatars and live as avatars. But you're dead, and your avatar will be perfect, perfect behavior every time. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if, you know, if... I think God really wanted us to go through this so we could see the, the face of true evil, so we could understand what salvation really is, so we could understand why it's important not to squelch Jesus. I mean, Jesus was, you know, just when in human form, was so beloved by all the regular people, just people loved him, and children loved him mean totalitarian fascist kind of people that would hire Antifa to be fascist, they hated him. You know, when you see these authoritarians, understand they, they could might as well be wearing Roman uniforms. Understand. They're not what they say they are. They're evil assholes. You know, they want you dead. They, they don't want people to be free and be happy and be, you know, and I think most people, most Christians, would never force anyone to, you know, would never force a theocracy. Because Jesus deals with us one by one by one by one as individuals, not as a collective. I tell them this, tell them, I'm, not, I'm done talking to them now. I'm done. I'm not going to talk to them again for the rest of my life. It's all about individuals. And God touches one out of a crowd, but not the other. And I don't know who he's going to touch, but I'm certainly not going to force him. You have to be a Christian in order to, you know, like they tried to force me when I was 18. You got to go down to this tent revival and raise your hand and then call that 800 number. No, I'm not going to do what you tell me. Because your church, Chuck Smith, is dead. And it was dead from day one. And the people are too stupid to figure that out. But that's not my problem. They became dumb when they agreed to comply. So Calvary Chapel simply became a conforming arm of society. And when you conform, you lower your IQ. I mean, everyone knows that. 
And you have to be stupid to conform. I mean, who, who else, who could put up with this? How would you like to be a policeman in Australia? You know, and when, when someone's standing outside of a building not wearing a mask, not hurting anybody, you go up and billy club them or arrest them and take them to jail. How would you like to be that, oh God, a disgusting excuse for a human? How would you like to be that person? You know, bu- busting heads because you're exercising your power. You know, and then eventually maybe just breaking into a house and just shooting everybody. You know, what, what, why stop there? Why not torch Lahaina? Same spirit, same dumb policeman. The police had a big role in Maui. And they're all going to get promoted. Unless, unless you get Oprah off that island, you get Larry Fink, get his hands out of that pie. I'd take Fink in and I would just basically confiscate all the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, sell all the Vanguard assets and sell everything and return it to whoever had accounts there and just, and then just forget about it. You know what I mean? Just, just implode the whole thing. Because you know that that kind of, that kind of money and power leads to nothing but corruption. I just can't really let Maui go. And the reason I can't let it go, I mean, there's plenty of other stuff, weather modification. I've been looking at all the equipment they have. My God, they've got some amazing, well, way beyond harp. For like, they can hold a, a high pressure ridge like in Texas, every day and make it go up to like 115 degrees every day, just just keep it there. Where people can't go out and cut the power on and off, that's Larry Fink too. The power in Houston, ever since it began, that one time when it was cold, when that cold front came through, they've been doing it every week, cutting the power in Houston. Every week, putting everybody out for, and, and sometimes uh, during this heat wave, the, which was caused by them, by the, by the U.S. military, Okay, it's a military operation caused by the U.S. military. Hope you guys are proud of yourselves. God, how could you take an oath against enemies foreign and domestic when you're the domestic enemy now? You're the enemy, Navy. You're the enemy, Marines. You're the enemy, Air Force. You're the enemy, Army. Joint Chiefs. Yeah, fish rots from the head down. I just can't even, it's such a, oh, God. I may get to the point where I just can't really broadcast anymore because, you know, the, I know that my words help some people, you know, I'm trying to get through this myself. But, you know, there's, you know, I, I, I well, today we got to have a word. I just felt the Lord moving in my spirit. And, um, you know, we were there on day one in COVID. We're here and saying, okay, they're launching it again. I suppose this is what we should focus on. I'm not going to flip out on you, but, you know, I'm, I'm too, too, you know, the Lord made me really tough, so I don't flip out anymore. I used to flip out because I, because I had PTSD, you know, from childhood on. And um, I still do. I still have the, 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 the there'll be a, a jolt of insecurity. Oh, they really don't. 
why me? I didn't do anything. You know, that, that sort of thing. Oh, I wasted so many years of my life trying to get my head above that, you know, being crippled, really, just crippled. And it was all from abuse. It was all designed to stop me from becoming the man that I would become, that God would, would have me become. It was all about stopping me from prophesying. I mean, that's really what it is. Stopping me from, 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 from spirit talking. Stop me from knowing what's in, you know, seeing other people and knowing what's going on with them. It's all about shutting that up. But that's what God wants me to become. That's what God wants me to be. So what can I do? And it also, he wants me to write. So I write screenplays and, you know, novels. And, and um, you know, I uh, produce film because I've, it's something I can do. And, and I, I intend to return to, to directing eventually. I've, my health had been, you know, I'm, I'm, right now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm producing Larry and his directing and, you know, cheering him on because he's, He's really coming into his season there, and um, you know, uh, so that's you know, so my service is to uh, another person in this, you know, to make sure that they, you know, that they they succeed because that's what God wants. Sometimes God has you just back somebody because yes, that's that's the you know that's the the mission. That don't have to be about you. And your fame or your lack of fame or your success or lack thereof. It could be about somebody else. It could, it, but, you know, with God, we're not supposed to have an ego about that. We're supposed to, you know, go where he sends us and do the best we can. Amen. And, you know, that's, you know, I said, Lord, are you sure you want us to go out there with crazed house? I mean, all, but, but then again, if all the people understood the truth, they would be crazed house. They'd be all the way in with the Lord. They would realize that when they flash the devil horns, what they're doing, they're, they're, they're conforming. You know, the devil horns mean conformity, society, the establishment. That's devil horns. Look, how can I explain it to them? You know, heavy metal... As much as, even if they eat shit on stage or do those kind of antics, well, Frank Zappa did that, right? So it's like, that's rebellious. No, that's conformity. Frank Zappa was as much society as, you know, the Vanderbilts. He was society. He ran the L.A. music scene. Never forget that you know, he's a businessman first, musician second. If it were any other way, he would not have been a success. And to do that, and to, to, to hold power like he did, he'd have to make compromises with the community. And they would have to lift him up. Who lift him up? The, the government. And he'd act like he's anti-government. No, he's establishment. He'd always been. He was the eyes and ears of Laurel Canyon. He was the, uh, the handler of musicians of talented people. He'd funnel them into their various... He didn't just have his own band. He produced, he put people in bands, he had his own thing, he had all... He was the, he was the, uh, the dawn of Alley Music. So don't tell me that, you know, Rick Rubin, he looks great like a guru with that big beard and hair and 
cool, cool thing he's got going on. But basically, he ran Sony Columbia. You know, he has, that's a business. So, you know, how do we rebel then? Is instead of being resentful that you made a mistake, i.e., you went, you became society in order to get done what you wanted to get done, and then you lost your goal. Instead of putting that under the rug and attacking, you know, other people that didn't mean you any harm, just being an asshole about it, why not accept the fact that you made a mistake and then turn the other way and say, okay, real rebellion is this. Real rebellion is, in a sense, martyrdom, which is coming up very soon in this society. Martyrdom is rebellion. Surviving on and holding power is conformity. Here's another little secret. The meek shall inherit the earth, but what that really means is, you know, the lambs, you know, are exalted in the the other world, you know, in the kingdom, and are, uh, you know, stepped on here. So, you know, are persecuted. Not persecuted, then you're not over. You know who was persecuted as an artist who, who, who had fame? George Carlin. Now, there was a guy that was persecuted, if you've ever seen his biography, it's recommended. George Carlin was ahead of his time. They were scared to death of him. Stanley Kubrick also, another one. But, I mean, George Carlin definitely... You know, it, so here's a guy who did it his way. Carlin did it his way. Sure, he could have made a lot more money. He could have been more successful. He could have been more of a, instead of an underground performer, he could have been more like, a, you know, Johnny Carson type of guy. You know, he's run the, run, the, you know, run the world. But he chose to not conform. He chose to talk about meaning, meaning he talked about things he wasn't supposed to talk about. And they stand, and guess what? They're still relevant today. Why? Because they will always be relevant when someone speaks truth. So 20 years from now, you put a clip of him on, it'll be right down the barrel truth. It'll last forever. But lying and screwing around and you know, playing pussyfoot with Klaus Schwab will wind up obsolete, as he already is. And Klaus Schwab, you're not the ruler of the earth. And either you, Larry Fink, or you, Bill Gates, or you, King Charles, or you, the rest of you, you're not rulers of the earth. All of you are under God's command and his will. And none of you have escaped. And whatever you're allowed to do with your chimeras and your clones and all that is what God will allow you to do for his purposes in the end. They won't be your purposes since you're cross-purposed against God. They will be his purposes, not yours. You'll be used to accomplish his goal. In fact, everything you do from here on out will be to accomplish the goal of God and accomplish the goal of Jesus Christ, the Lamb, capital L, which, you know, slain from the foundation of the world, which is something you can't possibly understand. A child can understand it, but you can't possibly understand it because really... 
without wisdom, without the Holy Spirit, the, the, the entire Bible, which is full of things that I know you'd want to ban. Just never seems to get banned, though, does it? Not really. It just seems to persist. Why is that? Because it has its own life, and it can defend itself. The Word of God defends itself. Thank you very much. It, because it's a living thing where most of the other side that oppose God are already dead, right? They cross the line knowing that they'd be dead and knowing, you know, a lake of fire is not, uh, I don't believe it's like a destiny. I believe it's here for anyone that crosses a certain line is in the lake of fire. And that's why they want to take everyone with them because they know there's no way back for them. Well, they have no desire for a way back either. They don't want it a way back. They want to, you know, they want to destroy and they want to see it done. They want to conceal from you, the public, that it's really all humans that are the problem. Every, every carbon life form, not just a few, and all animals and plants and anything like that. They want a barren, nothing, no atmosphere, and, and you know, creatures that live would have to be somewhat mechanical, robotic, you know, very much, you know, the Terminator plot. That's really what they want. And um, they're going to uh, basically try to manipulate you into going along with supporting them by saying, here's Utopia, your 15-minute city, and it's really going to have gas chambers in it, you know? Oh, it won't be a gas chamber. They'll just use 5G. Oh, that's okay. They made their transition. Remember the movie The Giver? Y'all better go watch Jeff Bridges' The Giver. Take a good look at that. Take a good look at euthanasia, in other words. It's in, the, it's in your future. They pretty much wanted to get rid of me when I was in the hospital. I saw that. Oh, well, they tipped it off by saying, if your heart stops, do you want us to resuscitate? You know, right to my face. Not to Trish, not to anybody, you know, right... Right. That to me shows me they were they were you know that would have been their preference. Well, never forget what they did to the COVID people. They basically murder by by intubation, murder by 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 the clot shots. One of the side effects of of the uh, vaccine is sudden death, and says so. We could just go. On and on, you know, when I said I wasn't vaccinated, they looked at me in horror and I said, well, you know, it's poison. And if you take it, you're going to, the least that's going to happen is you're going to die 10 years early. Maybe even more. You're not going to die of COVID. You're probably going to die of cancer or any other kind of thing like that because that's all in the shot. Oh, well, well, go ahead and. When I see what's happened to Stephen King, you know, I kind of know that he's had that shot, you know. He's not the same person anymore. Have you noticed that people that have been jabbed, not all of them, but a good many of them, their personality has completely changed? You, you can't really communicate with them because it's like they, if you don't, what they do is they just keep repeating the same phrase over and over again which shows me that there's some kind of program within the shot. 
right? There's some kind of mind control program in the shot that, you know, something like this. They put heavy metals in your body. They put nanoparticles in your body. And then the 5G, of, uh, you know, sends thought waves to you. And then you conform to a, a robot. Basically, that's what they want. Bill Gates is probably as close to pure evil as you could get, along with his buddy Fink and, you know, all the rest. But then, you know, the entertainers, the athletes and those kind of people, they're, they're just as bad. They're on their way to that status. Anyway, most of them have crossed the line and they're not coming back. You know, Megan Fox, here's another interesting, um, a woman that has becoming uglier every day. It's, it's really, because it's we were having a clip of her. We're going to use it in the documentary to, to prove that, you know, Hollywood people drink blood. And her and her, her little boy toy, uh, Machine Gun Kelly, were there talking about how they, you know, they like to drink each other's blood or whatever. It's just stupid shit, man. Only a moron would, would listen to her. But, you know, but there she is. And then, and that was maybe a couple of years ago. And then I saw her again and she threatened to like attack conservative or white people or something by saying she's going to eat them. And cannibalize them, which is, you know, another publicity stunt on her part. And um, to stay relevant, then I took a look at her face. And she, the lines are hard and, 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 and wicked. And, and she seems strident and angry and evil and mad and ugly. And I'm like, how could a, you know, a woman that was sort of almost like an Angelina Jolie type how could she wind up looking that ugly, that quick? Like in two years, her her looks changed, and I, you know, it's it, it's it, and her demeanor, you know, being angry and wanting to cannibalize, you know, and that's one of the programming things to divide people to want to murder each other, to kill each other, to have a civil war, and 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 she's calling for civil war. So is Charlize Theron. All these actors, they're they're being replaced by AI. They don't like it. Who needs Brad Pitt when you got AI? Why, why, you know, one, one thing that you actors out there need to understand, you were spared the Brad Pitt fate because God loves you and did not want to subject you to, that, uh, to where that's going to go. I don't know what he's going to do as the fan base disappears and, you know, the whole thing just goes bust or a new a new version comes along or AI comes along but all these people that have held that power are gone Michael Moore another one he's completely irrelevant he says stupid shit online nobody listens anymore another one uh, Mark Ruffalo another guy that uh, you know all these guys picked up the woke ideology and when they changed when they did the transgender you know push they all jumped on that and they jump on any 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 sort of Think tank, left-wing, fascist, corporate fascist, Larry Fink kind of fad. And then they, then they attack the MAGA people as being the real fascists. And it's just, after a while, folks, I just can't stand it. I, it's the stupidity that, you know, is the real curse do these people really think by repeating this garbage every time they talk, like that guy, what's his name, Rob Reiner, the meathead, 
He says the same thing every time. You know, they all get excited about the indictment of Trump. You know, Trump the indi- That's all they think about. And meanwhile, I said, did you see Maui? Do you see how you, you know, okay, basically the establishment, which means all the actors, all the entertainers, all the athletes, all the astronauts, all the people, all the golfers. Golf, that's another traumatizing thing, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, golf is a big thing in Kanapali. That's north of, that's to the north of uh, Lahaina. All big hotels and, you know, heavy influence of Japanese. Japanese built a bunch of hotels. It's not just the ugly Americans, you know. And they ruined it. And then Kapalua is further up and there's a uh, montage up there and it's, a beautiful place, you know, real idyllic place, but it's ruined by the hotels and the, and the, you know, whatever they did to it. You know, I mean, give them enough time, they'll ruin the entire island. <laughs> and, and they'll kill all the Hawaiians. And then they'll just have like, and then they won't allow anyone over there unless you've got the jab and you've got, you know, your credentials and you're, you're acceptable at that level. And then they might let you be a servant. And yeah, okay. So, so you're going to have a fight. I mean, if you value life and if you value your children, you will fight. I don't know how you'll fight. Now, right now, the fighting is with memes, podcasts like this. You know, calling out the truth about who, you know, I think day one I said Larry Fink before anyone else did. Not, not that I'm competing, I'm not, I don't care, I don't care, no, don't, don't, don't. It's just that I just knew, you know. I mean, the Lord just, the Lord's guiding this, these utterances. And he's guiding it with, you know, Alex Jones too and all his uh, minions that are circling around InfoWars. And others, the Rumble people, you know, circling around there. And uh, everybody is on the right page, you know. So everyone's becoming unified, you know, in information, thank God. The disinfo people, in other words, are failing now in this fight. So there's something you can be proud of, okay? And we need more. We need not to take the the crap. Now, they're probably going to be rolling out the aliens and the UFOs pretty soon because that's truly a Hail Mary pass on their part. That's when they're so desperate they don't know what to do. So they're going to do that. At this point, though, Larry Fink will always have the stench of murder on him as a murderer and a liar. Not a businessman. Not talented. You know what I mean? He was, he was given that. You know, maybe he had a good record with, a, with someone's trust fund at one point. They got boosted. I don't know. But I can tell you this. He might as well have, uh, you know, uh, been the commander on the ground ordering the military hit. It was a military hit on the innocent people of Lahaina. I can't take that. I can't stand that, that, that thing. And they want to remove the Hawaiians from Hawaii so they have no say in anything. They're already talking work camps. There's already developers on the ground negotiating for land today, right now. And it's legal. FEMA. FEMA, evil. 
How dare they put a, 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 a black fence around? That's the people's place. Get out, FEMA. All they are are just Nazis. They're Nazis. And they're keeping people from being able to collect their dead. What horrible, horrible, disgusting. And they're living at the Four Seasons for minimum $1,700 a night that you're paying for while they rape and pillage the people of Maui. Josh Green is patting himself on... They're, they're, they're all celebrating, just like they did when they would uh, pile up the cadavers at the hospital. When they did their dance routine and were getting drunk and having orgies in the hospital hallways. While the, the, the patients that came in there were simply murdered. I don't know how you can take it. I don't see how any of you can actually go to work, you know, and just put on a face and go, maybe you maybe do more of a labor job. That would probably be easier, but still. You try to hammer a nail in on a construction project and you just hammer your thumb in, you know. I mean, I don't see how you do it. Well, I do see how. You just got to be tough, right? You need to get paid. You want to do a, a day's work for pay. That's a noble thing. So I don't know. You know, the th- what I'm saying I don't know about is this. Uh, it, it, it looks like we're outgunned in every, on, every, on, every, on every level. But we've got God, and they don't. See, we've got the Lord. They don't. We have the blood of Jesus. They don't. We have the kingdom of heaven. They don't. We're already delivered. They're not. We've already decided they haven't. Well, you know, I kind of like those odds. Every one of you is led by the Holy Spirit. You don't do anything today without being led there, right? I know that. Even if it's not that conscious, you, you don't have to be aware of it in your head. You just look backwards and then you can see it. And I hope this helps. You ready for a fight, Trish? Amen. Now, what are you going to do for the war effort? I'm going to fight, and I'm going to win. What do you do when the entire enemy is domestic? When your own military turns against the poor people of Lahaina, peaceful, loving people of Lahaina, bombed by the U.S. military at the behest of Larry Fink and Zuckerberg, who still appear on MSNBC and shit. We can't let this go. We have to... You know, if Maria Bartiromo, you think she's such a good person, she loves Larry Fink, just like she loves Jamie Diamond. She loves Lady Gaga. Exactly. And Lady Gaga's father. Maria is a, is a mixed bag because yes. she, she seems to love God, but she's sort of double-minded, I guess. Well, let me put it this way. She ain't no God person. She ain't got no Holy Spirit. That's something I can see. I can actually see who has it and who doesn't. Yeah. God gave me that eyesight. God gave me, I'm the, called the seer. the seer. I can see if you have it or not. I can see everybody. That's why I stay away from town, because I can see them all. It's like I have the glasses and they live, mm-hmm. and I can see everyone in their entire history. Yeah. How did I get the history of the Indians? Did someone tell me? No. It was given to me. 
So I'm going to put this talent to work. I'm going to start marking people. I'm going to go downtown, and I'm going to and I'm going to mark them with an invisible mark, one that God can see. And I'm going to just mark all the people that are anti-God. You know, that are not that are you know just basically hiding. You know, immoral, um, ruthless. You know, just selfish. And you know, versus the people that are really. Really, you know, because there's a lot of people that don't even don't know Jesus, don't know God, don't know the story, don't know any of it. But they're God. You can tell, you know, they, they, they're they they're one of you. They're they're they need to learn something because the other side is trying to get them. But they can't be gotten. You know, a real child of God cannot be gotten by the devil. I mean, maybe for a season, but I mean, they won't stay there. They'll be a prodigal son, prodigal daughter. But in the end. God gets his own. He doesn't lose even one. You know that's true. So really, why, you know, I don't really need to worry. I don't need to worry at all. I'm just trying to figure out, well, what kind of fight are we going to have here? How can you fight with words against a guy that's got DEWs? Against, you know, Larry Fink that now seems to be the president of the world. So I want you to look at this. This is a word the Lord gave me. That Larry Fink and, 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 and others should be looked at as the real president and cabinet of the world. Biden and you know, Macron and you know, uh, Trudeau and any people should not be looked at as any more than puppets because they've all been bought and sold. So bottom line is your leaders, it's like Klaus Schwab said, we are the leaders. And he's right. They are the leaders. And we need to kind of, in a biblical way, respect that. As, as you respect your enemy. I know I've been a little bit harsh, but I've been trying to be shocking to make a point. You know, with, with a guy like Larry Fink, you know, with that much power, you know, God knows what he's really done. I mean, I'd, I'd hate to see a list of all the things he's actually accomplished because I'm sure it's been, it's been just one evil agenda after another because he doesn't, there's nothing from him that's good. Everything from him is bad. Everything from Larry is bad. But then he gets all the kids to go along in college and they all go woke. It's like, why would you do that since you're now a puppet of the government? You're now a fascist. You're now an authoritarian. They go, oh no, you're a white supremacist. I'm like, oh God, here we go again. I can't get through. I can't get through the kid to, you know, Generation Z. I can't get through to Generation, you know, Gen X. I can't get through to any of them because they've already, they've swallowed the propaganda. They took the Kool-Aid. They're like Jim Jones cult members now and they've changed they're just like um i'm just waiting for them to put on the uh, the brown shirts and the uh, the epaulettes and the uh you know and start working their way up the militaristic reptilian ladder it's all reptilian all the military stuff is reptilian you know reptilians are higher about all about hierarchy china is all reptilian you know i just you know it's it's hard to see what God's going to do here to, to reclaim his, you know, he's let free will run amok and it's gone, it's all gone into the, into the dump. Humanity has gone into the dump. Humanity has gotten dumber and dumber and dumber with every passing generation till now there's advanced technology, but it could have been, had there been intelligence, it could have been, you know, a million times smarter. It could have actually helped. Right, but what we wound up was dumb stuff like five G, right? Control stuff, 
and control stuff is not the stuff of intellectuals. It's not Tesla, right? Elon Musk is the closest thing to Tesla that we've got, but, I mean, he's really a, a, a poor, you know, a, a paltry second. <laughs> he's also compromised by the world, so he's, you know, ineffectual. He acts one day like he's a rebel, wants to get to the bottom of something, next day he drops it. He, he wanted to get to the bottom of the Maui thing. He's now dropped it. Because he's, it would take them two seconds to shut Tesla down. If he were playing ball with us, he'd be shut down already. He, you know, X would not be a reality. He's allowed to function because he plays ball with the New World Order, with Klaus Schwab, with all of them. They're buddies. So now you realize how just ins insignificant we are, but you know what we've got again. We have the Lord, they don't. We have the word, they don't. We have the power of the word. We have the sword of the word. We have the sword of the spirit, which is eternal. We have the power of a billion sons at our beck and call any time, day or night. I used to love going into like uh, department stores, grocery stores, and just clearing Without, without, yeah, without saying a word, I just clear the whole place because the power that's in me is so much greater than that that is in the world. So many people that say they follow Jesus and all that, they, they say they, they're following along God and all that. They don't have an ounce of power. He that's in me is greater than he that's in the world. You? No? But you're a big-time Jesus guy, aren't you? And oh, I'm powerless. When I'm weak, he's strong. Well, he's always strong. You're 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 you know you're you're a weak vessel. But when you're filled with the spirit of God, you're not exactly weak. I mean, he's strong in you, and then you act strong because he 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 makes you act. If he's motivating you to act, and he's within you, then you're actually strong. Not of your own power. But what does it matter? You're strong. And that, and that, so the odds would be, so there's a one guy like that versus 50,000 people that are spiritless. I think I put my odds at that one God guy to at least change hearts and minds. When I began on the Zeph report, I'm having a little tea or sipping. When I started on the Zeph report, it was all opposition. The, the, the main people that obscured the truth were not the government. It was fellow Christians would obscure the truth and would lie. Some trying to make a career out of, you know, being a, you know, a prophet or something. Um, the the main problem we have isn't Larry Fink. It's all the people that follow. It's the followers and the cult. It's the cult members. Those brainwashed by the media, brainwashed by the culture. Those who actually think wokeism is virtue. 
which is impossible since wokeism is any kind of virtue signaling is selfish. Therefore, it cannot be good. Point it out, they can't handle it. Point out 50 truths in a row to their half-baked one truth that doesn't work, they still can't repent. They still can't hear it. They still have to keep going into oblivion. And that's fine, but don't take us with you. You know, when you're all in oblivion, we're still going to be here. Even if you kill us, we're still here. We're still up your nose, up your ass. We're, we're all over you. We're in your head. We live in your head rent-free. All you think about is us. That is true. All they think about is you. That's all they think about. And how can we stop you from ever coming forth? Well, Herod tried to kill the firstborn. And in Moses' day, they did the same thing. And so we have the, the curse of the firstborn. So we have, you know, in that era, we had just killing people. In this era, we have the same thing, killing the lambs. Lambs are the only thing that would actually get Larry Fink freedom, but he can't connect the two because only a person of God could connect the two to show how it works together. If he doesn't know God, which he doesn't, obviously. But how can you tell, Z, what's in his heart? What's in his heart is, you know, what? Stone. The, the, the problem with Larry Fink is he, his actions uh, speak louder than words. So he's told me directly who he is and what he's all about. And then he's acted exactly that way. And when he goes and burns stuff down and he has Antifa doing his bidding and all the stuff that's going on, Soros, him, the whole works, uh, there's no accountability, which proves it's of society. And if it's of society, it's evil. Society in the world today is evil. Society's always been evil. The Roman Empire society was evil. Secret societies are evil. All these societies are evil. All these collectives are evil. And given the opportunity, they will kill everything in sight. Land, water, weather, food, people, animals, plants, you name it. I can tell from the way they're acting that they're not, you know, they're not quite panicked enough to that anything you say when is not going to make a dent. I'll let you know. There will be a point where they're completely panicked and they doubt themselves. That's not today. Okay? So so lower your expectations about any kind of impact you'll have. You'll just get people like me, you know, nodding and agreeing with you. Saying, yep, you know, they're evil. Yep, they're evil. Yep, they're hurting humanity. Yep, they're hurting humanity. Yep, they're a blight on the world. Yep, they're a blight on the world. But they also have all the power, all the money, all the militaries, all the toys, all the weapons. They've got everything at their beck and call. And the, the, the only reason they have all that is because, you know, Satan really is the god of this world. That's why. 
anybody that threatens humanity is a friend of Satan. <laughs> because, see, Satan, or if you like in the form Lucifer, have a war with God because God created human to be the tabernacle of the Most High God in the end and did not choose the fallen ones. So they went nuts and rebelled. They saw themselves as more than just messengers and, and functionaries of God. And that became a full total rebellion. And the war had begun. What's the war again? It's between God and his creation. And with that, I think, you know, I I don't know what you're going to do with the big war coming up. It's kind of like best of times, worst of times for me because I got, uh, well, you know, we, we've done well with our, you know, with our films, Quantum Devil and Dark Side of Society is out now, coming out with at least showing at festivals, got in the prestigious Sieges Festival in Spain. We got into the Macabro Festival down in Mexico City. We didn't win anything, but it, I think that's because we didn't go. and we, we, did, we only heard about it at the last minute. Our distributor and South American distributor put it in there, I guess. But, um, you know, it's all leading to, you know, and we're planning on doing another film, and, you know, everybody in film... He's all excited about their film. They, they don't know any of this stuff that's going on. Because with COVID, they just kept making film. They just, they just got through it. So, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll do the same with this one. Except this time, they're not planning on letting you get through it. They're planning, you know, shutting the door on you. So you can't get out. Once they got you locked down, that's it. They're not planning on letting you go. Okay, I'm just going to take a little breather here. What I want to do is I really like to tell a doctor here or somebody, a nurse, that um, the jab is poison. I mean, I've done that, but I want to do it stronger. The jab is poison. If you've had a shot, you had better get yourself some therapy or you're going to die early. I'd love to go that far with it, wouldn't you? Yeah, you see, remember when we were all like, let's not shame them if they took the jab. What? Let's not shame them. Well, how the hell are they supposed to survive then? Let's not shame them and make them feel bad if they've taken the jab. Well, they're putting the mRNA in everything now, in the air and you know, food, water, whatever. I mean, it's, it's, it's a big deal. So you still have to, everybody has got to protect themselves. Oh, my dog is so sweet. Ben's is just like relaxing here. He's had some food and he's he's just you know he's such a love 
like I said, he's my doctor. I, he like when I was on the bed, just out of it, you know, trying to recover from my infection. He was uh, he will stay there with you all day long. And uh, then I try to get him outside. I mean, I mean, I know he needs to, you know, get out and run around. But I can tell you this, you know, the dog, he knows there's something wrong with me. And instead of being upset about it, he just went to work. <laughs> and, um, you know, just like with a coyote, yeah, he, just, he just takes care of business. And it's uh, such a remarkable relationship we have with dogs. And, you know, human and dog. So, so wonderful. Um, you know, I, I do feel like telling them, you know, that jab is poison. Yeah. You know, not only should you not recommend it to me, if you're a healthcare worker and recommend me the jab, you should go to jail. It's another statement I'd love to say. You're trying to hurt me and my family. I don't appreciate it. Well, you should be in a mental hospital. No, no, no. You're 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 brainwashed. You're all brainwashed. You, you know, it's it's like you know the, the 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 thing where, you know, you just decide to just you know, kill white people, or you just decide to kill Indians, or you just decide to, you know, you just put up to it because you have no mind. You have to have a mind. You've got to think. Stop and think, man. What are your thoughts about this situation? Do you have any? And most healthcare workers, you know, that work in the system will say, no, I don't. I think you're very disturbed. I'm not disturbed. I'm reflecting you back to you. You, 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 not me. You want to give me the jab. Why? You think it's effective? Would we all benefit? <laughs> okay. Ah, a lot, a lot of comments in the chat here. You guys are on the same page. Thank God. We're, we're just, you know, struggling with trying to find an answer to when you're outgunned in, on every level by every military and every, and every uh, mil military law enforcement and government arm the world over. Including all of Asia, all of you know Oceania, all of you know Africa, all of Europe, all of Russia, everywhere, and they are going to release you know nasty things, and people are going to go, "That's COVID." So I got you know the last time I got the flu, it, I didn't test for anything. I mean, I it, I wasn't even contagious. It was more like I got zapped. But, you know, a lot of people are beginning to say, now, that's the last thing, last thing today. A lot of people are beginning to say that we don't know where all this is coming from. It seems much higher than Larry Fink and all that. Of course it is. Let's not stop there. Man is, is, is not capable. A guy like Larry Fink is actually not capable of running, running this operation. This comes from above. This comes from uh, beyond. And, um, you know, you, you, everyone's got their theories, but if you, if you look at the uh, Fallen Angels and the Book of Enoch, I think you'd see the source.
these angels very close to God, you know, at one time. Lucifer was considered the most important of all angels. So it's coming from a place of supernatural, and then these humans worship those entities who appear not as who they are, but as different kinds of, you know, uh, entities. You know, ones that can give them more power. Because the one thing they all agree on is they're drunk on power, and they don't want to die, and they want to be able to... They want to live in this 3D thing forever, which is, you know, an ant farm. I'll see you next time. God bless you. Thank you for for joining in this this quest for truth and, and trying to, you know figure it out if you know it, it's it was hard for me to wrap my mind around what they did in Maui I just didn't think any human being was capable of that kind of thing my god my god what dis- oh, horrible horrible I mean even if someone was being blackmailed and then they or they were in debt and they were going to pay their debt off if they just took part in this thing I mean you know it just torching you know innocent uh, citizens and children it, it can't it's just so bad. So bad. See you next time. God bless.